That was quick. All right, sports mashup number 43 coming your way here December 22nd, the final one before Christmas, of course, and uh, two more, including this one for the New Year. So uh, about to be, what, 44 episodes total going into next year, and number 45 will be the first one of 2022. But as usual, we'll start in the NBA, which a lot of things going on in every league at this point, but the NBA, always Christmas, great games to watch. Uh, it's I, it's actually a pretty good schedule. It starts slow. I know they might change some of the times for the Christmas games in the NBA, uh, but you'll start Hawks and Knicks, which is like, it's an okay matchup. Both teams are under 500, but they still have players that are fun to watch if they play, of course. We don't really know if they're going to play uh, the big guys. I know that the Hawks are having some issues there, and the Knicks have had a few as well. So that's where you start. And then you go Celtics Bucks, which is a, a solid matchup if the players are playing. Celtics under 500, but still, you know, Jason Tatum, good to watch, right? Yeah, neither of those teams missing much either. Yeah, and Giannis was on the list like a week and a half ago or something, but I'm assuming he's probably going to be back he's, by then. He's right? supposed to be playing tonight. Okay, so there you go. Uh, the big game that everyone's going to want to see, even though Clay Thompson will not be back for this game, is the Warriors and the Suns part three. Uh, Warriors 25 and 6, Suns 25 and 5. The Suns do play tomorrow. So they have one more game before Christmas. So we'll see. Another good game, even though the Lakers are very mediocre. The Lakers are only fun to watch because number one, it's fun to see them lose. And number two, they have like the weirdest group of players I've ever seen on a team. And they're facing the Nets, who are probably just going to kill them if Kevin Durant's playing. And, and the fact that now Kyrie is going to come and play and just be a road player. Yeah, I don't think that that'll be – I don't think he'll be on the floor by Christmas, but no. it's going to happen soon. But the only thing I don't get about that, like say, I mean, the Nets make the playoffs. You better hope than then you'd, you'd rather be a lower seed where you're the away team and you're playing yeah. more games at their place than you are at yours. Yeah, the whole thing makes no sense. I mean, let's be honest. Uh, Kyrie tests positive for COVID, right? So he's on the list. That means he has the antibodies. And he has protection for a little bit, and yet he can't play at home games. But if a player in the exact same situation from a road team goes into New York or Brooklyn, they can play. It makes no sense. No sense. So I'll side with Kyrie in that regard, but the whole thing's a bit of a disaster. But uh, then the night game, Mavericks and Jazz, which doesn't sound like Luka's going to be able to play in this game. So yeah. Luka's in protocol is probably missing that game against Utah. Yep. Uh, the Mavs have five guys in protocols with Doncic, Trey Burke, Tim Hardaway Jr., Max Kleber, and Josh Green. I mean, that's, you know, the Jazz are going to win this game by a lot, I would think, right? I if mean, that game happens. I think all the games are going to happen. I don't think there's any way they're going to lose a Christmas game. I don't really think they care who's playing. I don't really think – like they're, they're going to shift times around probably if they have to. I don't really know what that. They're would missing do, all five of those guys for the Christmas game. They only got how many players are on? Aren't there only ten or twelve? Well, there's thirteen or fourteen on a roster, and they're able oh. to. The NBA did institute the rule where you can sign pretty much anybody you want to replace players, so they'll be well, getting guys yeah. to replace. Well, speaking of that, with so many players and protocols, some teams are bringing back older players. The Celtics signed Joe Johnson to a ten-day contract. He's been out of the league for three years. Yeah, that's a that's a wild one. Right, he's been. Playing in, I think, uh, what's uh, that three-on-three basketball league? Uh, the yeah. big three? Yeah, big three. I mean, he played in that for a little bit, dominated that. But, I mean, that's yep. his game. He's a one-on-one player. 
So and, and then the Hawks signed Lance Stevenson to a 10-day contract. Who I believe played in the league last year. Here's some more if you want. I mean, Brandon Knight uh signed with the Mavericks 10-day deal. He uh does play in the G League right now. He had 25 points on Tuesday night. He signed with who? Uh Brandon Knight signed with the Mavericks. So there's one that they got. Yeah, he's played for the Suns and such. Um, Yeah, there's a lot of weird players coming back, but it's interesting to see. That does make this a little interesting, you know. Hey, does does um, the third ball, Leangelo, get into the league because of this? You'd think that at some point it's going to happen, right? I mean, who's he in the G League for? Is he in the G League for the Hornets? Uh. For some reason, I think yeah, Greensboro, Greensboro Swarm's got to be the Hornets, right? Yeah. But other players, I mean, Emmanuel Moutier signing a ten day with the Kings. He was the top ten pick a few years ago. He's back. Um, Moutier, why did where did he go? He's overseas player that got drafted in the top ten by the uh, Knicks, I believe. Was the Knicks or the Nuggets? I don't Um, know. Somebody drafted him in there. Uh, Ursan Ilyasova ten day with the Bulls. He's back. He can he can light it up from downtown. Yeah, now with Chicago, they instituted new rules, a new phase, where just to go into a restaurant or entertainment or something. Oh, I forgot the third one. You have to have a vaccination card if you're five or older. Yeah, I think there's a lot of issues with all of this, and especially in sports. It's getting to the point where – the more testing you do on players with no symptoms, like it's just, it, it's, it, it's not going to work. Like the leagues are going to get shut down. I feel horrible for my friend. She and her husband bought tickets for the bulls. Um, God, why can't I think of Curry's team's name right now? The Warriors. Yeah. Bulls <laughs> Warriors at Chicago for, um, she got that for, for for her daughter for Christmas because she's a huge Curry fan. But now they can't go because she can't get a vaccination card in time to get to go to the game. How old is the daughter? Uh, I want to say seven or eight. Yeah, I don't feel like I don't feel like that's. I mean, five year olds is ridiculous. It should be like. And she re- she she recently had COVID, so she came and she has to wait ninety days before she can get the vaccination. Yeah, this is just the gray area that makes no sense in a lot of this, and uh, there's no proof of on court or on field transmission. So if you're a vaccinated, even if you're unvaccinated, you recently had it. If you're a guy who's asymptomatic and as an athlete, why can't you play? And the NFL is trying to figure that out. They're I told hey I told her doing that. I told her fake card. I go, some athletes have gotten away with it for a little bit. I mean, I'm sure there's athletes out there right now that have that and have not gotten caught. The only ones that got caught in the NFL were Antonio Brown and Mike Edwards. And yeah, they're back. They're going to be on the team, so they're fine. Good to go. Three weeks, was it, right? Three-week suspension? That's not yeah. bad at all. But, uh, I mean, it's just – it's the leagues are not going to be able to survive this if they're not changing their rules and letting the asymptomatic players play because they're not going to spread it. There's no proof of that. And also, if you have it and then you could test positive four to six weeks while having it. So, like, what the hell? I mean, it just makes no sense no sense to me. But the whole thing's a mess, and hopefully they can figure it out. But, uh, all right, 
Let's go to the NFL. They did change some protocols well, in the NFL. With, with the NBA, too, Silver, the commish, says no plans right now to pause the NBA season. And I think everything he said was right about that. I mean, there's you just you can't. I mean, it's not going to go away anytime soon. And pausing it would really do nothing other than lose money for the league, which they can't have. And also, they got to change the rules too because the testing of asymptomatic players that are vaccinated, especially, is pointless. Like, why are athletes who are completely healthy, not feeling anything, maybe carrying it, just sitting there for ten days, not being able to do anything when they'd be fine? And it doesn't spread on the on the field or on the court. There's no proof of that. Which moving into the NFL, then didn't they change the rules? I mean, they did, but there's also like a, a firm that's like deciding, like doing random testing on players, which is just dumb. So yeah, they made it where the players don't like they can still Zoom meeting. They're not. Yeah. They don't have to be like. If you're asymptomatic and vaccinated, you do not have to be tested at all, unless they do the random check testing, which they've done, and a lot of players have ended up testing positive for it. But so. in the past, if you were in the COVID protocol, you couldn't attend meetings, but now they're allowing you to to be in the Zoom meetings and everything. I think so, yeah. So then, so. like, if you get your two positive tests, you're up to date on the team you're playing in a day or whatever. Yeah, and also it's targeted testing or whatever, so there's a whole thing there. Hopefully they can fix it. I don't know. The NFL is not going to stop, though. We know that. I don't think any league's – Really going to truly do a long stop. I mean, the uh, it was like yesterday or Monday. I looked at my fantasy and I saw that Butker and Kelsey are now in COVID protocol. Yeah, as is Tyree Kill. But they those guys with the new rules and stuff, they can test out. So there's a chance they can still play if they test out. Well, I wish uh, they would have been on the COVID protocol for Thursday because the guy who played put up 81 points between Mahomes, Kelsey, and. Uh, who did Owen Eckler? Yeah, Kelsey had 191 and two touchdowns, but uh, that's a perfect transition. Uh, the Chiefs overtime went over the Chargers. Uh, Kelsey touchdown to win it, 191 yards, two touchdowns for him. Then you go to Saturday, you had the Browns and Raiders game moved to Monday afternoon. Uh, Saturday, the Colts beat the Patriots. Jonathan Taylor had a huge game. Big win for the Colts there. Yeah, what, a 65-yard touchdown to steal it? Yep, and, uh, you know, Mac Jones didn't have his best game, but he's had a few games like that. The Saints game, he was like that. This season, the Bucks game, he was good enough to win but did struggle a little bit. The weather was terrible. but um, So big win for the Colts to uh, keep moving for them. Uh, Bills over the Panthers, Cowboys over the Giants, Texans over the Jags, all fairly easy wins for those three teams. Uh, the Dolphins, they held on to beat the Jets 31-24, six in a row for the Dolphins. They're now 7-7. Seven and seven. Uh, the but Lions, the Jags losing that, they're now the number one pick. Right? I believe so, yeah, because Detroit, which is where you stunning Detroit, 30-12 to over the Cardinals. They're now 2-11-1, two home wins for the Lions this season. I don't know how. When I first looked at the ESPN app and saw the or like the first quarter, first half score of this game, I was blown away. Arizona just didn't have the ball. That was a big factor. And that's what you could do against good teams if you're not a very good team is keep the ball away from them. We've seen that many times. And also, let me just say this. This is the second year in a row where Arizona got off to a great start and it started to sink. Last season was the same thing. They, they were, what, 6-2 and two or something? Finished 8-8? Eight and eight. I mean, I don't know what you do. Kyler Murray does not seem like the type of player that can sustain success over an entire season yet. They lost to Sean Watson for at least the end of the regular season. Larry Fitzgerald says he's content where he's at. He doesn't want to come back. 
I mean, I don't think he's going to come back. I think he would have if he was going to. No, they asked him, and he said he was content where he's at after the Hopkins got hurt. Yeah, might as well be. Uh, Steelers beat the Titans at home. That was at Heinz Field. Bengals beat the Broncos, uh, you know, a lot of punches back and forth in terms of defense and such. 15-10, to 10, I believe, is the final. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater did get hurt again, concussion for him. Second concussion of the season for yeah, him. The Bengals so. won on a, a big touchdown from Tyler Boyd. Yep. I didn't really pay that much attention to this game because it was 325. But uh, no, I, was yeah. hoping, I was really hoping, and, you know, Jamar Chase would have had a decent game, but he had one catch for three yards. Yeah, Jamar Chase is not Justin Jefferson. They're both great. And young, but Justin Jefferson's better. So I mean, to be fair, the Vikings have a better offensive line. Not much better though. Their line, not I mean it's it's better, but it's not that much better. And I can't say better running back because Mixon has a lot of yards. And Dalvin Cook does miss a lot of games. Which I think Joe Mixon got hurt in this game. I think he did too, yeah. Uh, 49ers continue to roll. They beat the Falcons 31-13. This game was never close. Uh, Packers had a chance to close it out. They're up 28-17. Baltimore goes for it on fourth down. Packers stop them. They get the ball inside the Baltimore 30. Failed to score a touchdown. I think they were kind of pressing a little harder for the Rodgers-Packers uh, touchdown record since he was uh, one away from breaking, and he missed a throw to Lazard. They kept throwing it, though, on that drive, or else they probably could have had a touchdown to put the game away. But uh, it did get interesting, 31-30 the final. Ravens scored late. They went for two again, didn't get it. They only had – it was going to go to Mark Andrews no matter what. The Packers knew it. Darnell Savage ran right over to Mark Andrews on the play, and they broke it up, and uh, the Packers went 31-30. So yeah. Tyler Huntley, though, he's pretty good. It was after this game they showed, like, when they tried over two a couple weeks ago. And that in Andrews added closer towards the line, and he ran like a flat. And they're like, that was better than the play they had ran because he was almost to the sideline and basically just tried posting up on the corner. Yeah, and Huntley rolled out on this one. I don't think Lamar rolled out on the one against Pittsburgh. And also, if you watch the play, the middle of the field was wide open because Darnell Savage, playing safety, who was yeah. really bad in this game, ran straight over to Mark Andrews. So... I, I mean, I don't – people – the thing is that Rodgers would have had 40 seconds with a timeout, and I think he could have gotten into field goal range with that. So do you just kick the field goal and go to overtime there? I mean, even I if you really, kick yeah. it, do you go to overtime? All year I've been asking why Harbaugh goes for all these play like he goes for fourths and whatever all game when he's got one of arguably the best kicker in the league – and he just leaves yeah. him on the sideline. Yeah. Why I mean, not go to overtime? I just, yeah. Like he says the odds of blah, blah, blah. But I like, like the aggressive style, but I don't, I don't, I mean, I I don't know about this one. I don't know. I really don't because it's like Rodgers would have had time no matter what. Uh, I mean, he does a lot when it's like on the 30-yard line and stuff. I'm like, just let Tucker kick the 40-something-yard field goal. Get your three points. Yeah. I mean, their offense was doing whatever they wanted to the Packers at that point, though. So I think that that's kind of a factor. Um, oh, go ahead and talk about this next game. Well, it just wasn't wasn't great for uh, for the for the Bucks. I mean, they just a lot of people talk about how the Saints own the Bucks, which I think is BS. They've beaten them in the regular season, but the one game that really mattered was a playoff game that pretty much ruined the Packers winning the Super Bowl last season. The Saints win that game; they aren't winning at Lambeau like the Bucks did, but. Uh, the Saints 
Shut out the Bucks, nine nothing. God went out for the season torn ACL. Fournette out for the regular season, and Mike Evans went down uh, with I think a hamstring as well. He's week to week, so he'll be back. Um, they signed Le'Veon Bell though to try to whatever they're going to do with that, and, uh, and they get Antonio Brown back. But it's and now you're receiving cores, Perriman, Antonio Brown, Scooter Scott, Scotty, Scotty Miller. I mean, I don't. I mean, you still have Gronk, Brate, and OJ Howard. Yeah. Do you think Brady may have lost the MVP with this game? Because Rodgers is now the favorite. Uh, I don't know. I mean, there's still games we played. It's just I don't know. It's gonna be hard to. If Brady can win passing the ball, and that might up his thing because if he's doing it with basically a backup receiving core. Yeah. I don't know. It's gonna be interesting. I don't really. I don't know. I just. We'll see how the MVP race shakes out. Not that it really matters. I mean, there's that not enough, no touchdowns. I mean, the Bucks defense still look good. I mean, the Saints offense is pretty much Camara, and that's it. Taysom Hill is horrible. No, he was just hitting little dots for five and six yards that were killing the Bucks. Yeah, Taysom Hill sucks. Uh, Monday doubleheader Raiders game winning field goal 16 14 over the Browns and a snooze fest. Vikings beat the Bears. 17-9, even though Kirk Cousins had less than 100 yards passing. I couldn't watch this game. Terrible. Uh, Rams beat the Seahawks 20-10 on Tuesday in the doubleheader. Eagles beat the Washington football team 27-17. I thought Jalen Hurts played one of his best games yeah, as You keep Eagle. dogging him, and he keeps showing out, even though he did have a pick and a fumble. Well, it was a big pressure spot for him because Gardner Minshew was so good the week before their bye, and now he needed to show up, and he had a couple – Couple rushing touchdowns, so but good then, for him. And the Rams game, there was a horrible pass interference call that wasn't called that changed that game. Really, the, it's the underthrown ball, and they usually call it every time, and they didn't call it this time. I mean, that, at that point, it was seventeen to ten. Could have led to a touchdown to tie the game. Instead, it leads to a Rams field goal to put them up ten. Yep, uh, they did cover the spread though, so good for them. Uh, playoff picture after 15 weeks, NFC, Packers 1, Cowboys 2, Buccaneers 3, Cardinals 4, Rams 49ers, and Vikings 5 through 7. I don't know and how the Cowboys are ahead of the Bucks if they I think it's conference record. I think for – I don't know how – I don't really know how it works for the tie-breaking scenario. If it's not the one seed, I don't really know how that works, but I'm assuming – it's conference record for this. I mean, I head saying, to, like the Bucks beat the Cowboys. Yeah, but at the end of the day, it, it usually is head to head. But like, there's a lot of factors that go into a head to head situation. So I feel like conference record's a bit of a better way to determine it than head to head because that first of all, that was Week One, and I mean, you think about this. Look at a team like Cleveland, for example. Cleveland and Vegas, if they're basing off a of head to head for them, Cleveland was on a third string quarterback and lost that game. So I feel like there, there's so many factors that go into a head-to-head matchup that I kind of think the conference record makes a bit more sense because it's a bigger sample size too. Speaking of that game, I thought that was going to be a game for your Case Keenum to come in finally. I thought Case Keenum was going to tear it up, and then he goes down with COVID as well. Yeah, I was like, oh, we're on to Nick Mullins. Who's gonna, is Baker going to be back for the Christmas game at Lambeau? I mean, I don't think they're going to win that game anyway, but I don't want to jinx it, but I mean – no, because you never know what defense you're getting out of, what pass rush you're going to get out of Miles Garrett and company. And what the Packers have done so well this season is shut down a team's number one pass rusher. Think about this. The only thing I did see, what was it, the Bears 
Is it Floyd? Not is it? What's their pass rusher? Robert Quinn. Yeah, he's about to break their single season pass or sack record, and he's doing this without Khalil Mack on the other side. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's what I was going to say. Robert Quinn against the Packers had an early sack in each game, and then they kind of handled him after that. And then you look at another game, the Niner game. Nick Bosa was pretty much shut down by Yash Neiman. And then Aaron Donald, same thing. So that's what the Packers do well is they shut down. When they're facing a really good pass rusher, they find ways to get him. Now, Miles Garrett's a bit of a different animal. I think he's one of the best in the league. Also, T.J. Watt didn't really do anything against the Packers either. But um, it's interesting. So we'll see uh, that game on Saturday. Yeah, I think even with the Steelers there, Cameron Hayward doesn't get the respect he deserves. Everyone talks about T.J. Watt. No one talks about him. A lot of interior defensive linemen don't get that, you know? Except Darwin. Yeah, and think about all the other great ones. You got him, you have Vita Vey, Kenny Clark. Uh, what's his name in Dallas is good that I forgot the name of. Um, Fletcher Cox. I mean, there's a lot of really good ones. So it's just the position, I suppose. And if they're not getting double-digit sacks, nobody really cares. Uh, but if they're stuffing the run, which is a huge part of the game, nobody cares either. Uh, AFC, Chiefs. Patriots, Titans, Bengals in the top four. Colts, Chargers, Bills, five, six, seven. So the most insane division in the league, the AFC North, which if, I believe if it was uh, – what was the stat? Uh, if the Browns would have won or it was the Ravens would have won or something, it would be like the Ravens – the Bengals would have been one if they won and four if they lost in that division or something, something like that. The division's insane. And the fact there's only one team in the playoffs right now from that division is – Ooh, that's tough. Yeah. And the Browns have a brutal schedule to finish the season with Green Bay and a couple others. I think they might play they play somebody again that I forgot. And the Broncos were without Bridgewater for week 16 due to his concussion. Drew Locke will start. Yep. And then we go to golf, PNC Championship, uh, the yeah, father-son duos. And winners John Daly and Little John Daly, who is a freshman golfer at Arkansas. It's pretty amazing that Tiger and Charlie Woods made like 12 birdies in a row and didn't win. Yeah, and they played with Justin Thomas and his dad, who won it last year. There was also the number one girl. Nellie Corda, yeah. Yeah, her and her dad played. Yeah, yeah. It's always a good event every year, so we'll get yeah, back to the golf It's stuff. a fun, like, seeing um, like some of the old, old golfers, like, given – Charlie advice and stuff on the driving range. How Tiger just brought his bag out, laid it down, and just sat and laid down while Charlie was hitting balls. Yeah, it's always a good event, no doubt. Uh, so we'll get back to golf picks in about two weeks from now when uh, they have another event. But uh, college basketball, a lot of COVID issues going around there as well. But the uh, current AP top 10, you know, Baylor, Duke, Purdue, Gonzaga, UCLA in the top five. And Arizona continues to get disrespected at number six. And then Kansas, USC, Iowa State, Alabama rounding out the top two, which Alabama did lose to Davidson last night. So they'll be out after back-to-back losses. And then you have your gripes with Villanova. Yeah, they're sitting at 23. They dropped 14 spots. I don't know how they're still in the top 10 or in top 25 after losing by 20 to Creighton. Well, don't worry. They'll stay in. Uh, they'll stay in the top 25. After I don't know you ignored my time. pluses here, but Gonzaga moved up one. They switched with UCLA. <laughs> Arizona went up two. information. USC went up two. Iowa State up two. And Alabama dropped four. 
I mean, Alabama is going to drop even more after last night, so that's a team to look out for. And I think LSU will be in the top ten at some point, you would think. Um, oh, no, but, they're only moving up like one spot. Well, SEC play starts. That'll help them boost that resume up a little bit. Um, but, yeah, interesting, interesting. I don't think there's anybody better than Baylor and Arizona right now, but they can just keep disrespecting Arizona if they want. Possibly some Saturday games in Hawaii. Diamond Head Classic, yeah, we'll see. But uh, now we have MLB. We do some some baseball. Despite the fact they're in a lockout and we tried to boycott baseball at all costs and we'll continue to do so, but we do have a few things we should touch on here. Yeah, we did have Buck Showalter is announced as the Mets coach. Uh, That was the right hire. Definitely the right hire for a team that's trying to win now and they have a good roster, so right move. And then the Yankees had Gold Glove third baseman Eric Chavez, who I believe played for the A's. A's, yeah. Uh, to their coach staff as their assistant hitting coach. Yep. Which, I mean, he was a good hitter. I remember him being a great hitter, but. He'll probably do other things too, you would think, right? Defense. I assume, I mean, if he's he's going to add something to the coaching staff. Yeah, they had Aaron Boone do, the whole, do a whole big press conference for this, so it's, it's significant, I guess. And then you have the last two big uh, shortstops. Uh, possible landing spots for Correa and Story. Uh, the one star fits the Rockies, Diamondbacks, and Brewers. And no, no, no. Two star fits Cubs, Twins, Cardinals. No, no, no. Even though I would like Trevor Story on the Cardinals, just not going to happen. I don't think. Uh, three star fits Mariners, White Sox, Braves, Marlins, Red Sox. No, no, no. Uh, no, and maybe I would say for the Red Sox. Also, Braves. I mean, what are they going to move Dansby Swanson to third or something? I mean, Austin Riley's at third, so how does that make any sense at all? Oh, unless you move Story I, there, I, I guess you move Austin Riley to to first, assuming that Freddie Freeman doesn't resign there. I guess that's the only scenario I could think of, and then you move somebody to third. I, that just makes no sense to me. Uh, four star fits. Nats, Blue Jays, Astros, Giants, Dodgers. Uh, no. Uh, Blue Jays, how does that make any sense with Bo Bichette? I mean, come on. Uh, Astros, yes. Giants, no. Crawford. Like, Crawford is there. Like, what are you? What are they doing? And then the Dodgers. No. Uh, Trey Turner, Justin Turner. Uh, and the Astros, like, is Correa just going to go back to the Astros? Like, what are they – I, I, that's the only – I mean, you could see it maybe, but, the, like, they think that they're just going to sign Correa and Story and move them somewhere? These are teams that already have shortstops that aren't going to be moved. I guess I could see for the Dodgers just because Trey Turner can play second and then have whoever you want short, but it's weird. And then five-star fits, Angels, Tigers, Phillies, Yankees, but the Tigers just signed – yeah, Baez. but the, Baez is actually like versatile, so I feel like yeah. he would play. He could play third, but the Yankees make sense. I think Phillies make sense, and I think the Angels make sense as well. Didn't the Phillies just get uh, what's his name last year from the Yankees? D.D. Gregorius. I mean, he's just such a low dollar player that it's like doesn't really matter. And who's the much. Angels shortstop? Is it still Simmons? He's a free agent, I think. I don't really think they have a locked-in shortstop, but they have a locked-in third baseman with Rendon, a locked-in second baseman with David Fletcher, and a locked-in first baseman with Jared Walsh. So get that shortstop, maybe take him to the next level. They are not afraid to spend money. Uh, but anyway, the NHL, 
League starts the Christmas break early. Last game was last night, Lightning and Golden Knights. Uh, Tampa wins four to three. Uh, COVID breakouts everywhere. They got tons and tons of players in the list and coaches as well. They hope to resume play next Monday on the 27th. The Winter Classic is still on in Minnesota on January 1st, New Year's Day. Blues and Wild. Hopefully that happens. I need it to happen badly, uh, but it should happen. That should be good. They're getting the ice ready at Target Field. You got a Winter Classic jersey? I don't have one yet. I'm trying to figure it out. The problem is that uh, if you get it customized, which I usually do when I get my jerseys, I have a Pareko O'Reilly. Two of the both those are customized. Those are two retros. Then I have a, a Shin that's just a normal home. But when you custom, it just takes so long. Like I could probably get this jersey if I ordered it right now. I get it in like February. But then what if I don't want, want to customize, how do you customize it? Well, just get a different player because they don't really have very many players available to just buy. Like the three players you could get right now: Tarasenko. How long is he actually going to be here? I don't know. It's not worth it. I already have a Tarasenko road jersey. O'Reilly, I already have an O'Reilly jersey that's expensive. And Bennington, I don't know if he's the guy. I mean, I don't know. Charlie Lindgren looked pretty good. I don't know. So who, what player would you get? I was thinking, like, uh, get one of the younger guys like Robert Thomas or Jordan Cairo. Or if I want to go in the back end, get your boy Tory Krug or Justin he did, Falk. He did just, what, surpass 600 games or something? Yeah, he played his 600th game, yeah. He's been very good for the Blues. I'm surprised at how well he's fit in, but uh, I guess the Bruins couldn't fit him. You know, you got to pay McAvoy all the cash. I think it definitely fit Krug. I mean, it was just long-term, though, and I felt like it made more sense for the Blues than it would have for Boston because Boston does have some young defensemen there. And, and they McAvoy just needed that. Or he didn't yeah. need like, a huge contract, but he needed a contract. Yeah, they could fit McAvoy and Krug on the team if they really wanted to, but they just didn't feel like that was necessary, I guess. I don't know. Uh, NHL players will not be attending the Winter Olympics in China, so that's done. I think that's the right move given the current set of circumstances. Um, and hopefully, you know. Uh, yeah. Now the question is, it was brought up of who's going to fill the team for Team USA. Minor leaguers and college players, if I had to guess. I, if you're already not sending the NHL people over there because you're worried about it, I don't know why you're sending college or minor leaguers or even anybody at all, any Olympic player over there. It might not. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, one event that's going to happen that's international that's always fun for myself is the 2022 World Junior Championships, which will take place the day after Christmas is when they begin, ending on January 5th. Very exciting. The U.S. looking to defend their gold medal. It's going to be a good tournament. The U.S. has a very solid roster, and they got some great names on this roster. Let me pull up a few of these fun names for these U.S. players. I mean, just some tremendous names. Uh, uh, let's see. Sasha Pastujov, who is an OHL player, uh, Anaheim Ducks draft pick. They also have Chaz Lucius, who's playing at Minnesota right now. Stud, top 10 pick, I believe, top 15. Uh, Mackie Samoskevich is an American player. Where is this played at, though? This is played in Edmonton, Alberta. Are they, are they able to go to that? Yeah, that's it, yeah, it's it's gonna happen, unless last second cancellation, which I don't see happening. And then the other one's Red Savage, Red Savage, great name, Detroit Red Wings product. So we got a good team, not as good as last season, but the big player, the big three players in this team, really, Jake Sanderson. Matt Beneers and Luke Hughes are the three big players they need to get going. Because last season they had Zegers and Caulfield and Turcotte, just a loaded team last season. They beat Canada last season for the gold medal. Going to try to do it again. It's going to be a very interesting tournament, and we'll report back in a couple weeks when it's over. But uh, college football is where we go next. 
Yeah, nothing really changed um, other than the Georgia-Michigan line went back to 7.5 from 8.5. Uh, I mean, there I were some a, bowl games last week, but. I have a bit of, uh, I think, breaking news. Um, I guess it's, I don't know how big a breaking news it is, but it, it does kind of screw DePaul if I'm reading it correctly. Uh, the Big East will reclassify forfeitures and try to reschedule games moving forward. So what I read that as is DePaul is 0-2 in the Big East, but now, like three days after DePaul had to forfeit a game, they're going to start just not forfeiting games, and they're going to try to reschedule them. That makes a lot of sense, right? Well, who I tell you, they they uh, forfeited one yesterday. Yeah, so the teams that had forfeited games are getting screwed, so now they're going to decide to – like other leagues were doing – other leagues were getting rid of the forfeit rule before they had to forfeit it. Now the Big East is doing it after having to forfeit three or four games. It's ridiculous, but whatever. So there's your breaking news. Also, other breaking news is that I believe Texas A&M is not playing in their bowl game. I don't know who they're supposed to play. And Wake Forest is looking for an opponent. Looks like it's either going to be Illinois, Marshall, or Rutgers in the Gator Bowl against Wake Forest. And I can confirm right now that Shad Khan, who's the owner of the Jaguars, uh, is pushing hard for Illinois to get into that bowl game because he went to Illinois. So there you go in college football. Uh, on to the betting picks. Last week, 13-9 and nine for myself. Puts me at 271 and 232 for the year. Uh, in soccer, I want to say in footy this week, I will be taking that off. I went four and four. I'm going to take a week off, regroup, rethink my strategy, and then come back next week with some picks. Uh, I went 10 and 13, puts me at 272 and 237. I mean, I was 0 and 2 in hockey, 0 and 2 in the NBA, 4 and 2 in college hoops, 2 and 3 in bowl games, and 4 and 4 in the NFL. So I followed up a seven and one NFL week with a four and four. So that's about right. Evens itself out. Trying to get hot again, though. We'll see how that goes. Uh, seven and one. The week before I went seven and one. Would you this past week? Four and four. Oh. So yeah. All right. Uh, let's start in the NBA tonight's picks. Uh, who do you like? Uh, the Magic at the Hawks. I got the Hawks minus seven. Even though the Hawks are missing a lot, the Magic are missing four guys as well. And then the Rockets at um, Milwaukee, taking Milwaukee minus nine. All right, uh, let me take the Cavs. Feel good story, good team this season. The Cavs plus six and a half at the Celtics. And I will take the Thunder plus six against the Nuggets in the NBA. Uh, let's I wondered do- with that Celtic game if Joe Johnson's playing tonight. I'm sure he'll be on the bench. I don't know if they'll actually play. Uh, if they're getting blown out, maybe they throw them in, or if they're blowing them out. Uh, let's do college hoops. We have two picks for tomorrow and four for Tuesday due to the scheduling. So who do you got tomorrow? Uh, George Mason at Wisconsin, taking Wisconsin. And Butler at St. John's, taking St. John's. I'm taking Wisconsin over George Mason as well. And give me Wagner over Fairfield. In the uh, in that on those uh, on tomorrow's games uh, four Tuesday games. What do you like? I got UConn at Xavier taking Xavier, uh, Cincinnati at Houston uh, taking Houston. That's like eleven and two versus ten and three. Uh, and then I have Prairie View A and M at Valpo taking Valpo, 
and Yale at St. Mary's taking St. Mary's. All right, I will take uh, Houston over Cincinnati, UConn over Xavier, James Madison over Penn, and Notre Dame over a brutal Pittsburgh team. Uh, five bowl games. Go ahead. Taking UConn, huh? Absolutely. Uh, bowl games. First, I have the Ticket Smart or Ticket Smarter Birmingham Bowl. Houston versus Auburn taking um, Houston plus two and a half. And then uh, the Surf Pro First Responder Bowl taking Air Force against Louisville plus one and a half. Um, Mississippi State versus Texas Tech and the AutoZone Liberty Bowl taking Texas Tech plus nine and a half. Um, in the San Diego County Credit Union Holiday Bowl, UCLA versus NC State taking NC State minus one. And then lastly, taking in the Cheez-It Bowl, Clemson versus Iowa State, taking Clemson minus one. All right, I will take in the Gasparilla Bowl, UCF plus seven against Florida. Hawaii Bowl, Christmas Eve tradition, give me Hawaii plus eight and a half against Memphis. Uh, in the Camellia Bowl, give me Georgia State minus five and a half versus Ball State. In the Holiday Bowl, UCLA plus one against NC State. And then in the Guaranteed Rate Bowl, West Virginia plus five against Minnesota. When it gets me in that UCLA-NC State game, huh? I'm taking Chip Kelly, riding with Chip Kelly. Big that time. might be the longest bowl name I've ever seen. San Diego is, County Credit Union Holiday Bowl. Yeah, I, I used to be like the uh, AutoZone or something. It used to be a lot zippier. Lot well, part of that's the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. I don't think it was AutoZone for the holiday, but it was something else a few years ago. Uh, all right, Thursday Night Football. Niners at Titans, three-point spread. Taking the Niners minus three. All right, I will also take the Niners. They're rolling. I don't trust the Titans, so, yeah, I'll take them. Oh, and their running back. Uh, uh, who's their bigger running back? Um, for who? Titans. Derrick Henry? No. <laughs> uh. Uh, Dante Foreman. Uh, yeah, he hurt his ankle twice in their game last weekend. The one was late. I don't know if he ever came back in. By the way, up until 2017, it was the National Funding Holiday Bowl. Much easier to uh, mm. say. Uh, okay, Sunday Night Football. Washington football team at Dallas. Big spread. I'm taking the Washington football team plus 10 and a half. Yeah, I'm gonna take them to keep it close as well. I like them to do that. I don't really, I still don't love the Cowboys overall. So I don't know who's quarterback the Washington football team. Probably this Heineke. Probably Heineke by Sunday, if I had to guess. Uh, okay, Dolphins Saints Sunday night. Monday night. Unique Monday night. Unique game. Yeah, I'm taking the Dolphins plus three. Yeah, I think the Dolphins might kill them to death with the short passing game. If Waddle's back, I, I think the Dolphins can win that game because the Dolphins defense is pretty good. And the Saints defense is good, but also I like the – even with Kamara in there, I like the Dolphins' uh, offensive attack over the Saints right now because Taysom Mill stinks. And Tua, say what you want about his arm. He doesn't have a very strong arm, but he also is very accurate and can kill you with the short passing. So 
which is something that Brady can usually do too, but they just didn't do it. I don't know. Well, they also didn't have – I mean, they had – even when those guys were playing early in the game, they still weren't doing anything. I did like how Chris Collinsworth, like, he didn't hate on P.J. Washington for the hit. He just said from, like, his experience talking to receivers, they'd rather get hit up high than hit down low because yeah. he's, they're like, that's my that's my career, my legs. Yep, that's true, 100%. And uh, he also okay. said that and that could have been a flag for a blindside or a – uh, what do they call it? Not a helpless player. What do they call that? Pinley. Defenseless? Yeah. Because, I mean, Godwin caught it and didn't get his head turned yet, and then you took his knee out. Uh, yeah, I, get, I mean, that's true. Uh, Sunday picks or Saturday. Who do you yeah. like the five? You go first here. All right. I'm not picking any Saturday games. I don't like either of those games to pick. Um I'll take the Patriots minus two and a half home against the Bills. Rams minus three at the Vikings. Jets over Jags and a pick 'em. No spread there. It's just a pick 'em. Uh, well, because there is no, the spread is literally pick 'em. But uh, Ravens plus two and a half at the Bengals. I don't care who the quarterback is. And give me the Bears plus six and a half at the Seahawks. Uh, I'm taking the Cardinals on Saturday minus one against the Colts. Uh, I as well took the Rams over the Vikings. Minus three, took the Jets at an even pick. Um, the Raiders minus one at home against Denver with Drew Locke starting. And then I as well took the Patriots minus two and a half. All right, we'll see how it all goes. We'll be back after Christmas. Uh, happy holidays, everybody. Of course, I'm not anti-Christmas. I'm just saying happy holidays to cover all the bases. And uh, we'll see you on the 29th, the 40, uh, 44th, I believe. Yeah, 44th. Yeah. Edition of the Sports Matchup will come your way next Wednesday, and we'll see you then. Deuces.